Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 116. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Help I Got a Mac show. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. We're here each and every week to make the world of Mac more exciting for you. <laughs> yes. We're going now, to. I wouldn't say the world of Mac, I'd say the world of Apple. The world of Apple. Yeah, you know, I keep. For me, sometimes they're just synonymous with one another, but. But I guess, I guess you're right because Apple's not all focused on Macs these days. Yeah, and let's be honest, the, the Mac you probably use, well, I don't know, you got the new iMac now. I was going to say, though, the Mac you probably use the most is <clears throat> is your iPad. Or the Apple product that I use the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and most people, um, most the, the general public, would be that would be their iPhone or their iPod. Maybe we need to change, is it help I got an Apple? Nah, mm. help I got a Mac still sounds better. It does. All right. Well, anyway, folks, we are here for you and to share with you all the latest and the greatest in the world of Apple. How's that? That sounds good. All right. So, Chris, I understand that uh, my original prediction date for you to purchase an iPhone was I, th- some, I think somebody said in the forum that I had predicted by the, you know, right around the end of April. So by the end of April, you will have a and, and, and if I'm not mistaken, well, I, I, I now I'm relying on the person in the forum to on the date of the end of April. But you were you were definitely in the first month. Okay, so it was within the first month. So by the end of April, you would have it now. And and I remember my specific details on what you would do to to uh, to to buy this iPad device. And and I specifically said, you know, you will find a creative way to make it happen. Yeah, whether it be selling something doing I mean, you will find a creative way. And, and I specifically said, once you get your hands on one, you will find a creative way and and you will go out and get one. And now <laughs> it's terrible because I knew it was true, too. <laughs> I was were, setting myself up for failure. <laughs> so here we are. It is now April 29th, April 29th. Yes. And I know that for a fact you don't yet have an iPad, but I don't. What I do know is that you have now made the decision that you'll do it. Although you made the decision you'd do it before, but you did the you were talking the mechanical Turk thing, you know, working four yeah. bucks, making four bucks an hour, doing something like that. Uh, and I said, yeah, I just think you're gonna find. I think you're gonna get it much sooner. I still think you're gonna find a creative way. So you want to tell folks your new decision as of this week? Well, this isn't really my decision. This was more my wife, and my wife was gonna get me an iPad. And she's like, I'm going to do this. Uh, she finally, when she finally told me what the, the what, what the, uh, the thing was, she goes, I was going to do it. The original way I was going to do it, I was just, she goes, I was just going to get it. I was going to contact Cliff and then have him demand that you come out to a live show, you know, come out to the studio and then give it to you there. Have Cliff give it to you on the show. Nice. I said, that'd have been pretty awesome. She's like, but I got a better idea. Uh oh. We, uh, Ever since the beginning of the year, we've been trying to get healthier and lose weight and just eat right. And we, we've really did pretty good on the eating part. Um, I'm seeing a personal trainer now. But in the past few weeks, I've kind of slipped on my eating and 
you know, uh, we were having, you know, we were giving ourselves one cheat day a week and now it's kind of become a day and a half and now it's two. And so we've been kind of slipping, especially me. I'm, I love food. I'm a foodie person. I just love everything about eating. And sometimes the guys at work, you know, their wives or whatever will bring in, you know, cookie bars and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, I don't want one. And then I find one in my mouth. Same with donuts and stuff. So Emily has issued a challenge. I, I have not been able to get below 255 pounds. I'm six foot two. I'm a pretty big guy, um, but I want to lose some weight. And, uh, you know, my ultimate goal is to be like 200, 190. You know, that'd be the dream. That's like my college weight. But for right now, she's given me a goal of 240. And uh, she said, and that's 15 pounds. And would, actually, when I started, though, I, I, I crept up to about 258. Yeah. Last week, she goes. Uh, if if you lose uh, weight and watch your, you know, watch, watch what you eat and stuff, and get to two forty, you can go get an iPad. Nice. So I'm happy to report, as of right now, uh, I'm two fifty two point six. Sweet. I saw what was yeah, that one so, one point eight pounds lost this past week. Uh, one point eight pounds since like two days ago. Sweet. Well, I'll tell you, there are, there are a couple things. One, I will, I will encourage you to to weigh yourself once a week and on the same day and time uh, each week. Uh, it'll help you get a more accurate because you, you might get on the scale tomorrow and find yourself go up, you know, three fourths right, of a right. pound and stuff, all that stuff. And and sometimes I don't know about you, but those things, man, they can really demotivate me. Of course, you've got another motivator. So you're going to it's just going to push you to go further yeah. but this is great then, I, then i'm paying for a personal trainer and it's like you know i might as well not waste the time that i'm going there and all the pain and and everything that you know by eating unhealthily too so this is this isn't a diet per se because people are like we're like you know diets are bad you know this is more of a lifestyle change and this is just kind of the kickstart to uh to help me do that so that is awesome yeah good on my wife for coming up with that and um she informed me i told her uh yesterday that uh and we'll talk about a little bit more that worldwide developer conference was announced uh for the first part of june and she's like i already got money in the uh the iphone ipad uh fund so nice things are things are looking up my friend see i i'm I'm excited for you i mean this is really cool I, I i would like to have it in may i don't know if i can lose weight healthily that fast so i'm not i'm not really like trying to like i'm not trying to cheat the system or anything like that i'm just you know, I'm, I'm eating, you know, six balanced meals a day, kind of grazing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do some cardio at night and then I got, or in the morning, whenever I can fit it in. And then I got my big workouts on Tuesday and Saturday, which are killers. So yeah, that's yeah, ex- we'll see what happens. That's exciting stuff. Now I, I want to just mention two things and then we'll move on to the, the rest of the world of Apple. Um, a couple things. Number one, the Lose It application for the... I'm, I'm using it. Awesome. It is a great tool for anybody out there who's looking to lose weight to count your calories and your exercise and to see where you are uh, at the end of the, each day to see on your path, your journey to weight loss. Not to mention the fact that you get to hook up with uh, social networking with other people that you know that are on there. And there's a huge uh, part of our community of gspn.tv using lose it if you go to gspn.tv slash forum there is a section there where um you can see social media connections and you can actually see lose it as an option and you can connect with other folks by doing that uh the other thing is is we have the biggest loser fan podcast at biggestloserpodcast.com and uh the other thing is is uh the hashtag p-a-b-l is a great place to or a great way to share on twitter and facebook and stuff where what you're 
what your uh, successes are and even some of your failures so that you can be encouraged along as well. So and, and information about that for everybody else can be found at gspn.tv slash P-A-B-L. So anyway, a lot of shameless plugs there, but uh, I figure since it's <laughs> on topic with what you're talking about, that's exciting. Yeah, so uh, hopefully everything will go good. All right, yeah. WWDC. What is this thing? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, WWDC is the Worldwide Developer Conference. And they might be thinking, that's ah, a conference for developers, you know, people who write the apps for our devices and stuff. You know, Mac, iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch. Um, but really, the past few years, this has been where they've unveiled some really exciting things. Uh, the iPhone 3G and the iPhone 3GS were both unveiled at uh, WWDC. Um, the uh, G5 back in the day, the move to Intel processors, uh, new iMacs, I think, were released there one time before. So Worldwide Developer Conference has really kind of become uh, a product. what... A- yeah, well, during the keynote, you know, the rest of the time is all purely focused on on that. But but Steve will give kind of like a state of the union on on what's going on and and you know i it would be shocking if they didn't un- unveil the new phone I, I well i've heard that steve is going to give the keynote and we're all expecting a new iphone so i mean is there really any question at all that he's going to make that announcement uh i would be surprised if he didn't yeah so so new iphone probably going to be announced june 7th Yes. Very cool. Yes. A uh, yeah. June June seventh is a Monday, a week from next week. So t- <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, June. Yeah, yeah, a month from now. Very cool. I don't know. I keep thinking it's May. It is so. almost May. It's almost May. It is almost May. It's almost a month away. All right, so the next big thing here that I have is Google's bringing turn-by-turn to the iPhone. Tell me more. The idea here is that uh, Android has had turn-by-turn for quite some time. And, mm-hmm. and you know, Chris K gave us a review, I guess it was last week or the week before, about TomTom. And uh, Google's had this turn-by-turn ability for Google Maps to give you directions. And from what I understand, they're going to be bringing that to the iPhone. It's officially been announced that they're rolling that out into the iPhone platform. And also what I've read about it is that it kind of will, if you like do, if you have internet connectivity on your phone and you design a route and you um, uh, are driving along, if you get to a place where you don't have internet connectivity, that would be a real concern, right? Well, what it's going to do is it's going to cache your route. So as long as you stay on route, even though you lose your connection or you don't have a connection because you're in a spot of the country where where it's not there, it's still going to take all the all the mapping information from your route and keep it on your phone stored locally. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I mean, it, and, and, and it's free. So, so you got other apps in there that are, you know, $49, $99, all of this other stuff. And, and so basically, you know, this is going to be available for free. So I don't know how it's going to be as compared to some of those other apps, but you know, free turn by turn sounds pretty intriguing to me. 
Yeah, uh, I've also heard that uh, it probably won't be free. Oh, really? Yeah, it won't be built into... That's what I'm hearing. I, I could be wrong, but I, I thought I read that on Boy Genius Report. Okay. Well, I hadn't heard that. No, it's free on the Google phones, though, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's built into Android. Okay. Well, I had not heard that they were going to charge for it, but that, that I mean, I, I probably won't pay for it one way or the other because I do have a device that is a GPS unit and it works rather well, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. certainly, certainly would be interesting and it would be very compelling to have that as a free add on to the iPhone. And yeah, uh, I mean, if it's, if it comes built in it'd be sweet, I use, uh, I use, let me, let me fire on my phone real quick. I use motion GPX. Or motion, mo- <laughs> motion X GPS drive is free or ninety nine cents. It does pretty good. You does can give it a voice turn by turn for like twenty bucks extra. Okay, but I don't need voice. I just need to look up and see where I am. Right. So yeah, it's a nice. It's a nice app. It needs data connection the whole time though. I don't think it caches anything. Right. Well, it doesn't run that great on my phone. My phone is slow. See, I think Google would do it well, and I and I believe that if if uh, Apple would let them put it in, and if an app, if Google would give it away for free, I just think that this would just make it one more reason why it would be a compelling re- uh, reason to buy an, an iPhone. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. Tom, Tom, and all those guys are probably upset about this. Uh, I I like uh, there's an app called Navigon that's really good. It's like uh, I think you can get it for like fifty bucks. So you can get it. They break it up. You can either get the whole shoot and match for like 80, uh, like just North America for 50. Or if you just need like, you know, your area, I think it's like 20 or something. Then you can upgrade through the app for the rest of it. But yeah, I, it's I, pretty awesome. See, the, the, I think that those other ones, they'll probably have features and functionality that that Google wouldn't be able to perform. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I was excited to see that it's a possibility and we'll we'll keep an eye on that news to find out what's going on with it. Uh, the next thing I have here is, did you see the story about the USB devices with connect, uh, uh, hook, being able to hook up USB devices using the camera connection kit? I did. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You can hook up uh, keyboards, microphones. Like we get like in theory, I could do this call with my road podcaster and an iPad. Yes. That's, That's pretty, awesome. pretty awesome. Um, you know, I, you know, Victor Kaye from, uh, the help I got him or the typical Mac user podcast and typical, typical, mm-hmm. uh, Shutterbug. Anyway, he initiated a conference call the other night. Uh, it was last weekend, I believe. And I think we had 17 people conferenced on Skype or no, maybe it was 14 people conferenced on Skype. I can't remember, but there was a lot of us all conferenced together on Skype and about four or five of us were talking via our iPads with just the built-in mic, just the built-in speakers. And I will tell you, it literally felt, I mean, if I would have closed my eyes, there were several of those folks, I would have just thought they were in the room with me. It sounded that clear, and so now what? What, what else were you using? Uh, doing on your iPad while you were doing that? Well, nothing. Oh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but later this fall, you'll be able to multitask. Yeah, I'll be able to do that later this fall. But still, I was I was actually able to have a, a good conversation, and they said I was coming through clear as day. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it was it was a fu- it was a fun time. I think we ended up. Talk, I was on the call for about an hour and 20 minutes with them and we just had, we just all geeked out for a while 
And it was really cool. I mean, I didn't have a laptop in my hand. I didn't, you know, I didn't have to have a headset. The noise cancellation on this thing and Skype is amazing. And I literally just, I was sitting there and the the iPad was just sitting on the arm of the couch right next to me. And I was, it was just sitting there just as though I would have been talking to somebody that was in my living room. That's sweet, man. Um, did, uh, is the battery life still still real good? Ten plus hours guaranteed. <laughs> it's crazy. It is. It is unbelievable. I I charge I charge my uh, iPad once a day, and and I don't think it's ever dropped below. I don't think it's ever dropped below forty two percent, and that's with heavy usage uh, away from the computer and power source all day long. That's sweet. Yeah, it is sweet. So. I, I am excited about this. I, I just want to read this real quick here. It says USB headphone headset will work with the iPad through the connection kit. Skype phone calls, of course, were tested and the quality is just terrific is what they're saying. Uh, the keyboards mm-hmm. you already mentioned, it says here, iLounge had some early notes, which re- revealed that the iPad emails pictures out at 2048 by 1536 resolution rather than the iPhone's 800 by 600 resolution. But if you copy, nice. but if you copy and paste the images into an email, you can actually still get the full resolution from your camera. Um, oh, that's cool. And then uh, let's see here. Once you connect to your Mac, iPhoto brings in the full resolution uh, with the X E X I F information intact. So, so this camera connection kit is what they were um, reviewing. So, I think the camera connection kit comes with two adapters. One must be USB, and one must be SD card. That's cool. Yeah, man, it might be a, um, it might be the thing to get. You know, just not even for your camera, just to have the ability to hook up generic USB devices to it. This is this is promising, and and knowing that this ha- you can have this external USB device, I hope that tons of people find ways of using that creatively, and then Apple just recognizes, you know what, maybe a USB device wouldn't be such a bad idea in this thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh it's cool. I'm pretty. I'm, I, the more I read about this iPad stuff, the, the more excited I get. All right, you've got just because ne- I'm getting one now. <laughs> did you throw this next story in here? This hardware acceleration. I did. Uh, Flash on the Mac uh, has been pretty crappy. Um, really, really high CPU utilization, especially trying to view uh, high def video content and things like that. Um, you know, Hulu and and things have been haven't been really great on the Mac, especially when you're doing a bunch of other stuff. And that's because it's lacked hardware acceleration. And finally, uh, Apple has released an API that uh, allows Adobe, Adobe to, uh, to do this. And if you go to uh, labs.adobe.com and then look in the Flash Player section, they have something called Flash Player Gala uh, preview release. And what it does is it gives uh, video hardware decoding to the Mac and uh, it supports only a handful of GPUs, though. It supports the uh, NVIDIA GeForce 9400M, uh, which is the last generation uh, you know, iMac, uh, MacBook Pro, um, and Mac Mini. And then the, the new GeForce 320 and 330 uh, chipsets, which are the new, the new ones on the new computers. So uh, I'm going to download this after the show, but uh, it looks like they, they've experienced a, a lot better performance um, flicker free, super smooth. Uh, I'm re- just reading through here real fast. Uh, uses a lot less of the processor because it offloads most of it onto the 
the the graphics card. So yeah, that's good. So th- so this means the fans aren't going to fire up nearly as loud as they used to. Exactly. Sweet. And if you have a you know if you're running boxy, excuse me, if you're running boxy um, on your Mac Mini and you were having terrible performance in Hulu, uh, you'll have better performance now. Very cool. I'm glad to hear yes. that. Although I'm not all that excited about Flash anymore, believe it or not. Yeah, well, there's still some sites that use it, so yeah, you know, and and if it's it's mainly for video, which you know I'm fine with. I've been enjoying uh, hardware accelerated Flash on my Windows home theater PC for a few months now, and it's been great. So very cool. It'll be nice to not have, you know, because we we do a lot. I do a lot of video work, and we upload it to Vimeo, and I like using you know I like doing my videos in you know 720p or 1080p. And they just choke on my Mac when I'm trying to watch them on Flash. So really, it's nice. Yeah, I, that's what I don't have any problem playing them on my Mac. I wonder why. Could be because I've always got like After Effects, Photoshop, um, Chrome, <laughs> all that other stuff running. Yeah, all that other stuff running. Nice. All right, so let's see here. The next item that I have here is a little bit of a, a personal note from uh, Steve Jobs. I don't know if you saw the MacObserver.com had a little post about a guy who got an email, personal email from Steve. Now, Steve's been sending these emails out. Have you been following any of these? It's been awesome. I love it. Normally, they're like, yup, nope. Yeah. I, I, no I, big I, deal. <laughs> Steve, Steve basically is sitting back somewhere, kicking back with his iPad, checking his email, and uh, he shoots off these emails. I'm going to read this story from the Mac Observer, though. It says, in, an email, in another email reply from Steve Jobs to a fan, the Apple CEO offered a sim- simple comment. Life is fragile. Business Insider published the exchange between Mr. Jobs and a young man named James who was thanking him for his recent efforts to promote an organ donation-related bill in California. James told Mr. Jobs that he had lost his girlfriend in April of 2008 to melanoma, a cancer that spread rapidly to her liver. She died two days after this was discovered, making organ donations something important to the young man. James and his girlfriend both being from Cupertino, he called, uh, because of that, he called Mr. Jobs a hometown hero, and he thanked him for his work in promoting organ donations. Mr. Jobs sent him a reply of, it says here, you are most welcome, James. I'm sorry about your girlfriend. Life is fragile, Steve. And it says sent from my iPad. And so, I mean, that that is that is very cool to get an email from from Steve first and foremost. But um, you know, obviously, I'm hearing a lot of people say, you know, this is a whole different st- uh, different side of Steve. And and I don't want to I mean, you know, obviously, we had talked about. The fact that we thought things were pretty serious. I've heard stories that things were, you know, even more serious than than even what people had imagined. You know, I, I just wonder if the, if he's actually had this like, you know, close to, you know, close to the end kind of feeling and that he's like, listen, you know, I, I, I want to make every moment count. Yeah, it could be. You know, I it's like, I don't know. I, I just I just I just get this eerie feeling thinking, you know, Steve knows something that he's not told anybody else. I don't I don't know if there's been some kind of diagnosis or something like that. Uh, uh, but but 
I tell you, it, 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 it's well. He just, you know, when he needed that liver transplant, it may, it may have been, you know, if he doesn't get this in a few months, it may have been end of the line or something, you know. Right, right. So anyway, I, I think it, I think it's, uh, I think it's exciting to see him interacting with folks, and uh, you know, he's he's not just answering emails like that though. He's, I mean, he's answering things about future product development and the direction of the company and, and stuff like that. But he's always very ambiguous and and gives these short little three or four word uh, responses. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> All right. So we do have some audio feedback. We've got uh, two pieces of audio f- feedback that we're going to share here on the show today. The first one comes from Dave Skurlock. Dave, take it away. Hey, Cliff. Dave Skurlock here from Ohio, a.k.a. Darth Pickle on Twitter. I was just curious if you're loving your iPad half as much as I do. I haven't been able to put it down since I picked it up at launch on Saturday morning had a quick question for you where do you think the ipad will be say two or three years from now i mean the thing just launched and i just read that seton hall has given their incoming freshmen ipads and substitute for college textbooks i was just kind of curious to get your thoughts on this and uh chris if you haven't gotten an ipad yet what are you waiting for <laughs> talk to you guys later i love the show see ya 15 pounds, my friend, 15 pounds. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, I'll, I'll share where I think that the iPad's going to be. I think the iPads is the iPad is going to be in the hands of every college student in, in America. I really do. Every college student? Just about. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you look at the, how much money people pay for tuition and all that other stuff and, and I, I, th- I think the incoming, I think that uh, incoming freshmen are going to be given an iPad. It, it's going to just be a part of their, a part of their, their experience. And I think that, I think that all the, I think all college textbooks are going to move to the iPad. Uh, I'd say probably about, I'd say that's maybe three to five years out, but still, I, I think that's the direction we're heading. And I think we're heading there very fast. Yeah, I, I, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to be a purely consumption device. I'm st- I still stand behind that. I think we're going to be seeing some very interesting things coming in the next six months. Yeah. Now, now that developers actually have their hands on the hardware itself, yeah. You know, I mean, they've been working in the simulator, so yeah. I, I there, there's an application I have in my mind that I would love to build, and if I could ever, you know, if I could actually practice some of the things that I. I'm starting to really take hold of such as, you know, if you set your mind to anything, you can make it happen. I have, I have an idea for an app that would be out of this world. So, hmm. And knowing, and knowing that with the camera connection kit, you can hook up uh, USB devices. uh, I certainly am very excited about that fact. So anyway, I don't know. Maybe maybe two to three years out, there might be a very popular application for the iPad uh, made by gspn.tv and podcastanswerman.com. Yes. Exciting. All right. One last, it is exciting. One last piece of audio feedback. This comes from Steve Hartman. And, uh, you know, he, he's both of these uh, pieces of audio feedback came in a couple of weeks ago when the iPad first came out. Steve had some thoughts, you know, regarding his uh, and sent him sent in three pieces of audio feedback. This is the first of the three that I'm actually playing. And uh, I think it's still uh, very relevant because uh, the the 3G version of the iPad is coming out. 
So um, here's what Steve has to say about 3G or no 3G. Hey, Cliff, Steve, again from New Jersey. Um, Here's another thought for you. Um, The whole idea of going a Wi-Fi or 3G with the iPad. Um, You know, I've been listening to your comments about the iPad, and and I agree with just about everything that you have to say about it. Um, except for the fact that this thing, this thing actually will leave my side. You know, I'm not going to take it with me uh, into the food store. I'm not going to take it with me out, uh, out and about. Um, this thing really is for home and office. It's for uh, around the house and around the office. Um, I, I just can't see myself carrying this thing around when I'm out and about. So I don't think that the 3G really is... Um, going to be useful for me because um, if I have an iPhone that's got 3G you know and I know that there's ways you can you can sync it but you know then you have to uh, jailbreak the the iPhone in order to get it to act as a MiFi um, you know jailbreaking the iPhone doesn't really sit well with me that's not always a good idea uh, because you really open that thing up to a lot of security risks um, so again you know uh, if you can if you can set this thing up where everything synchronizes, you've got your contacts, your mail, your calendar, everything synchronizing your to-do list. Um, you know, really the way I look at it is that the, the iPhone is like a mini iPad. So when you're out and about and you want to check your to-do list, you want to check your shopping list, um, you want to look something up on the web, um, you know, you want to check the map. Yeah, you know, it's not as good. It's not as good of an experience as the iPad, but... You're not lugging the iPad with you. You've got your iPhone in your pocket. Then when you get back to your to your home or your office, then pull up the iPad and do uh, you know your your work that way. And then for the obviously you know for the for the bigger stuff, for the more productive work, um, you know we actually have to like create uh, you know <clears throat> and you know edit and you know do you know that type of work. You pull up the full. Uh, Mac OS or your Windows machine for that. So that's kind of my take on it, and that's kind of why I'm not really going to go for the 3G. I went with the Wi-Fi, and I'm probably going to stick with the Wi-Fi. Um, that's pretty much it. Thanks, Cliff. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. So, Chris, what do you think about those thoughts? Knowing that you're getting ready to make your purchase, and you probably will have both available as an option. Uh, I probably won't go 3G. Uh I'll have my iPhone, my brand new, super cool iPhone in June. So uh, I, I see, I kind of see it the same way. I'll probably bring my my phone, my uh, my iPad with me if I go places. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll probably jailbreak my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to uh, to tether, but yeah. Um, most places that I go have Wi-Fi now, so it's, I'm not really concerned about it. You know what's funny is there were so many places about a year ago that I went that had Wi-Fi. I mean, I, I mean, you, it used to be you go to Longhorn Steakhouse in Florence, Kentucky, and they advertise free Wi-Fi. And of course, I never used it because, well, obviously, I'm not taking my laptop to, to lunch. But now there have been a couple times I've been there with my iPad and I'm like, oh, man, they don't have Wi-Fi anymore. And it's oh, like, they don't? No. And it's like, ah, that's a bummer. So, but that's okay. I, I did jailbreak my phone. I spent the 10 bucks to get the MyY or MyFi or whatever that thing's called, uh, the MyY uh, application, and it works great. Uh, matter of fact, um, 
Steve, I do take my iPad out with me a lot. Now, it doesn't go every time I go out the door, but uh, I do have a case. I use the in-case uh, convertible book, whatever, cover. Does that have a zipper? It does not, like, but... How's- How's it seal? It's got uh it's got one of those elastic bands that you bring over just like a moleskin notebook would have. Oh okay. Yeah. So I'll I'll definitely have to buy a case. Uh in my opinion, my- it the in case convertible book cover is the case to buy. But that's just Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It does look really, really nice. It is. And it's it is padded it's and it's very good stuff. It, it's worth it for me. It, it's but um but here's the deal I, you know the, the 3g i will tell you it would be nice to have so that it didn't have to tether but because i can tether there's absolutely no reason for me to get 3g um absolutely no compelling reason whatsoever um now the thing is is like i said if the new iphone came with the ability to tether and it didn't and it could do it just like the my y does um, I would probably go with the new iPhone. I'd pay the extra 30 bucks a month for the tethering on the iPhone. I wouldn't want the 3G because I don't want to kill the battery life of my, you know, of course, it's not going to kill it. They say the 3G is going to still get about nine hours of, of, of battery life on that device. And I believe them when they say it because I've seen what they've promised here and I'm getting more than what they've promised on the Wi-Fi. See, I'm, I'm looking more for the iPad as a... Um gaming device you yeah. know I, I don't play my, i have an xbox i don't play it a whole lot anymore i play more iphone games i'll be so I'm looking looking more for the uh, games i'm probably gonna you know watch a lot of netflix on it you know and you know laying in bed or whatever watch netflix and uh you know just read and and i'm i'm getting excited let's put it that way yeah well i'll tell you the uh games that i like to play on the ipad are the games that you connect with other people through networks like uh words with friends and and other things mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, I like to have that. Even when I'm playing a game, I want to have that internet connectivity. Especially, I'm waiting for Zynga to come out with the poker for the iPad. I haven't played Zynga poker since I had my iPad. I just can't get into the the poker. Nah, I think it takes a special kind of person to have that because I love me some Texas Hold'em. I've been playing Shradium or whatever, the one where you draw. Yeah? It's been a lot. Yeah. I haven't haven't tried that one. Is that is that one where you is it like P- Pictionary? Kind of, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, um, oh, and one other thing that I will share, just an I- iPad pick this week uh, application, Air Video. I don't think I've talked about this yet, have I? Nope. Have you heard of it? Nope. All right. So check this out, Air Video. I think it's uh, just a few bucks. You buy it, you put it on your iPad, you go to their website, download the free Windows or Mac client, and uh, it's a server software. And basically, you can choose what folders on your hard drive that you will share uh, through this through this Air Video server. And then uh, basically, you can stream via Wi-Fi or get this via 3G. Uh, you can stream almost any video format from your Mac onto your iPad and or your iPhone as well. That's cool. So um, if you happen to torrent a file and there's this new <laughs> format called MVK, I've never heard of it or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's not going to play natively on an iPhone or an iPad. But what it, this server software does is it will compress it on the fly before it sends it out and does it while you're watching 
And so it does this live conversion and it streams it to you. Uh, and the video quality is out of this world. That's awesome. And uh, very cool stuff. So no more of that downloading files or, you know, ripping DVDs and stuff like that. And then trying to have, you know, a, a good version and then converting it down to, you know, an H.264 you know, iPad version, you can actually just put it on your computer, make sure it's in one of those shared folders and you open up that application and boom, it pulls up all the available videos and folders and everything. Sweetness. Air video. Look it up today. All right, my friends, that is pretty much it. Anything else you wanted to share, Chris? No, this in case convertible book jacket thing is awesome. It is very awesome. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Well, folks, we'll be back again next week with, I'm certain, a lot more information uh, related to the world of Apple. And, of course, with your audio feedback, if you give us a call at 859-795-4067. Again, that phone number, 859-795-4067. You want us to talk more about the Mac? Answer your questions about those for those of you who have maybe just made the switch over from Windows over to the Mac. We would be happy to take those questions. Don't worry about whether or not they've been asked in the past. That's what we're here for is to help you if you have a Mac. God bless and we'll talk to you next week. See ya.